Well, welcome back, everyone. It's another week and another opportunity for you to listen to the Grow the Bench blog via the weekly short podcast. I'm really excited today because we're welcoming back a guest that we had um, once before, Danielle Look, um, and she is going to talk with us about, give us a little diversity here in in how to approach uh, recruitment but from a different angle. So, um, Danielle, I welcome you, and I'm really excited to have you back. Thanks, Leslie. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So, Danielle has three great points. I'm going to give her the microphone and let her take off here. But the main um, drift of where we're going today is how to attract a diverse workforce so that you know, along with the troubles that, that you may have in terms of recruitment, there's also a way to look at not just how to recruit, but who to recruit. So Danielle, please, please give us some information on that. It's fascinating. Yeah, I think kind of what's at the heart of this conversation is a lot of uh, companies are figuring out when it comes to hiring what has always worked isn't working anymore, right? And so I believe that's the definition of insanity is if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting to get different results, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so I think one way to approach hiring differently is to think about diversifying the uh, groups of people that you have historically targeted. So, um, the first step in thinking about how to take a more diverse approach to hiring is really just to define what diversity means to your organization and then to be very intentional about how you want to pursue it. So, you know, treat it like you would any other project. You're going to put together a plan that kind of scopes out what this looks like. So, you want to be able to define who you're targeting, what groups of people you're going to start approaching that you have not historically, uh, where you think you can reach them, how you think you can reach them, who's going to lead this initiative internally at your company, and how much time they should spend on it. So you want to scope it out just like you would any other project um, and just be very intentional about who you think you should go after. So that that's great, and particularly with the market that we're talking most about, green industry and snow removal, it is a very male-dominated industry. So um, when you're talking about diversity, it's probably not just um, ethnic identity. Tell me more about the kind of diversity that we might be thinking about. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on your company and the approach that you want to take, probably your geographic location is going to play into it as well and oh, yeah. what type of populations are kind of accessible at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, the, the gender gap is a big one. Um, also thinking about different ethnicities uh, as well as, um, you know, just different populations. I know Neil talks a lot about um, turning your attention to people who maybe don't have a, a squeaky clean background, um, but have made uh, steps to show that they're making improvements and, um, you know, they're very willing to 
go above and beyond for an employer who is willing to take them in and, and give them a chance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is a great way to look at diversity in terms of where you're resourcing your people, for sure. Um, anything more on that specifically in terms of where we could be looking or how we should be looking? Um, you know, I think it, it's, I, I, I don't know, it, it's really specific to the individual gotcha. organization, I think. Sure. Um, and that's, that's why the first step is just to, to do some, I don't want to say soul searching, but to just sit down and take a look at, in the mirror, take a look at your current makeup of your workforce and uh, say, where, where could we maybe expand? Or maybe where haven't we, we tried? And so trying, so trying something new, in other words, like instead of going back to the same, same well, like you said, where it could be a little bit crazy making, think, you know, think outside the box and think outside the typical. So yeah, that's a great, a great approach. Um, Moving to step number two, what what's the next tip you have to offer? Yeah, so the, the next really important thing is to keep your job descriptions very short and very concise. And at Team Engine, this is actually something that we are always preaching, uh, even outside of this discussion about hiring a diverse workforce, because keeping your job descriptions short and concise really removes the barriers to apply, right? The more questions you have that somebody has to answer or the more fields that somebody has to fill out to submit their application, uh, the, the more likely that they're not going to finish it. So we always recommend paring down job descriptions to the most like three or four most essential duties and requirements of the job. But this is especially important when you're talking about trying to attract a diverse workforce because there's already a lot of barriers to overcome there. You might be looking at language barriers, you might be looking at a lack of training or education, and, and just you know a general unfamiliarity with that particular job or environment. Oh yeah, I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it just seems to me that people could be very hesitant to apply for a job that they, well, I'm not qualified, when, when in fact they may indeed have the, the potential to be qualified. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they are already, you know, so if you're trying to attract people who have not historically worked for your company, and, and they're looking at your company, they're already gonna be a little hesitant, right? They don't mm-hmm. know the type of work, or maybe the people that already worked there don't look like them or don't behave like them. So there's already some resistance. And then when they go to fill out the application and they're met with a page full of bullet points, and most of which they probably have very little experience with, you're, they're not gonna ever apply. You're never gonna see them even come in to your applicant pool. So uh, that's why it's really important to just keep those job descriptions very short and concise um, and make the requirements look achievable and appealing. Yeah, so if you, if you have um, a bulleted, short bulleted list of requirements that don't include the things that may be needed but can be trained and will be trained, that really does open up the yeah. scope quite a bit. Yeah, you make a really great point, Leslie, that 
most of these job descriptions you look at and you see bullet point after bullet point after bullet point, they're not usually truly requirements. They're really just nice to haves. And so that's a really important piece of this process is saying what is absolutely necessary in order to do this job and, and what can be taught and trained. And then articulate that, make it known that you'll be showing them how to do it. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's a clear way to really kind of, I don't want, and I don't want to use the term lower, lower the bar, but maybe broaden. um, Yes. Yeah. Broaden your um, ability to look at more people because yeah, if they have the capability or the um, ability to be trained, then they're, they're a great applicant. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what else do you have for us here in terms of the, kind of your next step? Yeah, so the third point I've got here is to use an applicant tracking system that will help you eliminate unconscious bias. So we got to be careful here. Uh, applicant tracking systems can be a double-edged sword when it comes to hiring for diversity. So let me start by just pointing out that we all carry a certain amount of unconscious bias. Now, that's not to say that someone's prejudice, maybe at least not intentionally, it's just something that happens based on your experience. Based on what you've seen and experienced in the past, you're going to have certain ideas about who might be the best type of person to fill your jobs, right? Yeah, we we don't like to think that we we think that way, but I know that um, teenage boys like in a group, scare me. (laughs) So, I mean, that's just kind of a a gentle comparison of, you know, I'm just, I'm just way more cautious. And they're, you know, these groups of teenage boys are probably just fine people. But Mm -hmm. so anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so you, and that doesn't make you a bad person for having those thoughts or feelings or opinions. That's just a product of your personal experience with teenage boys in the past. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, owners of companies have those same thoughts about what they have seen work well with employees and, and what has not worked well. And so you form these, these biases. And so, Um, what you get to is looking at a resume and seeing, you know, if it, if in the past male workers have worked out better for you than when you see a female application come in, maybe you automatically put that in the reject pile. Um, you can, you can judge people on any variety of things. Um, but that's it. And, and reviewing applications and deciding who you want to call in for an interview is such a time consuming part of the process. So it's just natural human instinct to take those shortcuts wherever you can, you know? So, but you know, that it's, it's not necessarily if if you're taking the approach of, I want to hire a more diverse workforce, it's time to start being aware of those biases that you have and, and doing something to counteract them. Yeah. And so that's where an applicant tracking system can come into play. Um, because an applicant tracking system is not going to reject a candidate based on their presumed gender or their presumed ethnicity. Um, so you can kind of eliminate that unconscious bias by utilizing technology. 
Yeah, that's great, and, and thereby you're you're increasing your applicant pool. Yeah, but it is a double-edged sword, like okay. I said. So the the other thing that you have to be careful about is you can actually program that those biases into your applicant tracking system. Oh, so, interesting. <clears throat> um, an example of that is if you specify that you're looking for five years of experience in a certain role, an applicant tracking system is only going to deliver candidates that have five years or more experience in that role. So maybe somebody has two years of experience in that role. You're never gonna see them. Maybe somebody has five years of experience in a similar role, but it's a different role. You're never gonna see them. But who's to say those people couldn't handle the job, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. The technology can definitely help you speed up the process, but you just have to be careful about what you program into it to make sure um, that you're not unnecessarily weeding people out. And, and I honestly believe that if you follow the advice to keep your job descriptions really short, really concise, and really think about the need-to-haves versus the nice-to-haves, then you're probably not even going to get to a position where you're programming bias into your ATS. Gotcha. Well, this is interesting. I, I love um, the information. That, this is the second time uh, we've talked to you uh, on the Grow the Bench blog, and you're bringing some really fresh, good information to a topic that's super important for the industry we're, we're serving. So, um, Danielle, I'm going to land this one for now, but encourage people to definitely get on growthebench.com, look up the full blog for the full information, and also know that Team Engine is, is a different uh, delivery system because they're made for companies um, like you, and there is a free seven-day trial there's, there's nothing more than just click on this link and get there. So um, there's a lot to be said for the opportunities that Team Engine offers. And Danielle, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks. We'll see Have, you next time. We will. Have a great day. Bye.